everybody. Welcome to Listen Money Matters. You win, we win. My name is Matt, and I'm here, of course, with Andrew. Andrew, how are you, and what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I'm good, and I am drinking the remainder of a Cosmo. Why? Why? Because it is is really tasty and strong, made by me, and it's easy. (laughs) I'm drinking my buttery nipple, so... Oh yeah, I can commiserate. Um, no, <laughs> I am drinking wine though, so I shouldn't say too much. I said I thought I thought I saw the bottle. I thought it was literally called buttery nipple. No, this is called, which is an excellent idea for a wine. Uh, name. This is called it's the Beaujolais, mm-hmm. which is by uh, Louis Jadot. I believe that's how you say it in French. And uh, you sound so worldly now. Yeah, man. I don't want. You know what? I you know why. Because I don't want to make the mistake you made by saying La Guanitas. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. I'm gonna I'm gonna know how to pronounce things, you know. So I'm gonna pour some uh, right live here on the air. Gonna drink it up. I might as well pour the whole freaking bottle in. I was gonna say it's already heavy handed. Yeah, pour. yeah. Why not? Oh yeah. <laughs> Big old glass. Mm -mm. That's what I'm drinking. Okay, before we get started, guys, if you have questions about personal finance, you can email us at listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. That's our email address. We want you to email us. Also, submit a catchphrase for the beginning of the show. Today's catchphrase was, you win, we win, was submitted by Andrew, the guy sitting across from me, virtually across from me. And you can send those uh, via Twitter, at Money Matters Man. We're looking for them on Twitter. Please send them. Today, we're going to talk about lessons that I, Matt, Giovanici, learned. That's my that's the Italian way to say my last name, by the way. Giovanici? Giovanici. Yeah. Mm. I learned that uh, last week. And, and how do you pronounce it in Jersey? I say Givanici. Ah. <laughs> I used to say Givanici, and I dropped that. Now I just say Givanici, which is wrong, but... I ain't trying to be one of those uh, people that only say Italian words in Italian accents, but everything else is, like, fine, you know? Like, I was eating a meatball sandwich the other day with some provolone. No, that's bad. That's a bad. No, 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 no. No, that's a bad one. Uh, no, I, I was uh, talking to this guy the other day, and I, when I say the other day, I mean five or six years ago with a, a company I used to work for, and he would say, you know what I really like? I like uh, a nice, you know, uh, hoagie with turkey some lettuce and some musara i'm like what i don't think i mentioned this on a podcast before too i'm like just say mozzarella so. you don't have to say musara we're talking about a fucking hoagie <laughs> who cares anyway uh this is uh lessons that i learned from being broke mm-hmm. and i this is an article that i wrote on listenmoneymatters.com there's 18 of them took me a long time to write because I sat down in front of my whiteboard and I was trying to think of like everything that I've learned over the past 30 years about money. Uh, and and I, I shouldn't even say over the past 30 years, like everything I learned, everything stupid that I did with money when I was broke, like everything that, you know, and the things that I learned from that. So I, we're just going to run through these and um, talk about each one in particular, if you don't mind. Cool. Yeah? yeah. Sounds good. All right. Credit cards are a godsend. That was <laughs> and and by the way, these are all in like the negative, right? Where it's like credit cards are a godsend, not. No. 
No, that's no. That would be credit cards are not a godsend. I mean, like, are you saying these I'm in saying like a sarcastic is, tone? No, I'm like, not. No, oh, okay. this is. I truly learned that credit cards are a godsend. So how so? Because if you use them correctly, they actually are. They, you know, they with the points that you get from them, the rewards Cash that back. you get. Yeah. yeah. As long as you pay them off every month, they're actually good. Like they yeah, actually. No, I absolutely use, agree with you. You know what I mean? Uh, if you don't pay them off every month, then they're bad. But. I always – the reason why I learned they were a godsend because I always thought they were awful, mm. you know, because they kept me in debt and the credit card companies are out to get you. And really they are, but if you use them correctly or not even correctly – yeah, I guess correctly. If you use them to your advantage and screw the credit card companies, they can be a godsend and they can be worthwhile. So that's why I'm saying that they're a godsend. Mm. Does that make sense, right? Yeah. On the flip side of that, debt is the devil, is the second lesson I learned. Mm-hmm. And you will hear me consistently on this podcast talk about how debt is probably the most important thing in your fi- in your personal finance life, <laughs> okay, in your financial life, that if you have it, you need to take care. It takes priority. And that's how I feel. Um, and I mean credit card debt, but also... You know, because I, I got called out by Patrick because I said I was debt free, and technically I'm. I, not. I didn't even catch it, but yeah, you have you have your auto loan. I have a car, and I do have a mortgage, which I consider debt at this point because I'm underwater, so it is debt at this mm-hmm. point. Um, but it is something I could sell and get money for, but not enough. Asset backed, and yeah, yeah. So debt is the devil, specifically mm-hmm. credit card debt. Secondly, student loan debt. Auto loan debt, 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 debt sucks. <laughs> uh, third, banks are the devil. They're just assholes. Just but you cannot, all. it's like you can't live with them, you can't live without them. Am I right? True. Banks. <laughs> They're, uh, I'm going to take a sip of wine if you don't mind. Yeah. You know, you could talk. How, how's, the, how's the body on it? I love uh, this particular brand of Beaujolais. I do. It's like, I don't know, 10 bucks. Hmm. Ooh, uh, in the Freakonomics book, speaking of wine, just to go off on a tangent, yeah, they yeah. had mentioned this study that I, I've heard multiple times in life where uh, they were comparing $10 bottles of wine to $100 bottles of wine, and no one could tell the difference. Like Even like top wine critics couldn't tell it. Basically, uh, 100, the, 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 the outcome of the experiment was that the truth is is that you really can't tell the difference between a ten dollar bottle and a hundred dollar bottle. However, however, it's if all you about know, if, if you, you know, know it's a hundred dollars, you, you enjoy it more correct. than a ten dollar one. Exactly. Which is very interesting. It's very interesting. So you know what you should do? Tell your friends you you paid sixty dollars for it and they'll probably say it was the best one ever, even though it's or or you know, put it in a bottle that's really expensive, but you know, just fill it with really cheap wine, and I guarantee you, they'll be like, "Wow, this is really good." Because it's all about what's it's all about what your brain thinks. That's right. When there's a will, there's a way. The banks are the devil. To go back mm. on number three, uh, meaning because I've always had problems with them. They take your money. We know what they do with your money. They make money off your money. They banks, charge you banks, fees on everything. You know, and Elizabeth Warren said this: banks should be boring. I love that. They should be, but no, they're not. Mm. They're assholes. 
and I will always feel that way. Although I do bank with Simple now, and I do like them, even though they're not the actual bank, they are the the front for the bank, mm. but still um, doing. I like. I've been. I've been really enjoying Simple. Love it. Not everyone can get in, but uh, if I haven't gotten this, if this by, podcast, by the way, just real quick because you have three. Right. This is where three I was going. Slots available. I yeah. have three invitations. If you want to join Simple, uh, email me. Listen, money at gmail.com. I will send you an invitation to the first three people that email me if they want an invitation to Simple. So you, as soon as you hear this, like email because we get emails. Mm-hmm. Number four is Mint is Mint. <laughs> All right, that's <laughs> that's really confusing. Mint is Mint, which means ah, uh, now you now understand what I'm getting at. <laughs> Mint.com, the app which we talk about a lot and we wrote mm-hmm. a book about masteringmint.com shameless plug is about is is awesome and it yes. has changed the way i think and look at money in, in, in an incredible free way i get every day i pull up my phone i look at the app i see if i what my where i'm spending my money how much money i have total in my all my accounts how much i've made in betterment all these things are are um just val- super valuable for an app, for free, mm-hmm. it's like you can't beat it. Um, the fifth thing I have here, and you can you can elaborate on these too. You don't just let me talk about it just because they were my lessons. I oh learned. no, I'm I'm listening. I, if I have no, I don't want to, you. To, I don't want you to huh. just listen. I want you to incorporate your voice. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Okay. All right. There's a okay. Uh, number five, investing. Wait, wait, wait before you. <sighs> okay, now go ahead. I just, I just want to check if my voice is working. Go. You are killing my thunder. <laughs> Can you tell the caffeine kicked in a while ago and now the wine is like... I only had one sip of wine. I'm not drunk. But the caffeine is like surging through my veins. So what's this one? Investing is why people are rich. Yes. that That is the easiest way to grow your wealth like because you don't really have to do anything that and every single millionaire so far we've talked to is an investor of some yes. sort um which I, is interesting i mean like the finding the commonalities I, among these guys, i think you're gonna girls. find that every single person who has wealth is investing in some way shape or form investing either in startups investing in the stock market investing in real estate some sort of investment and making their money work for them is the is like the way people get rich besides you know creating uh, their own business or you know creating some sort of product and selling that for value i i, I and if you have a job right and mm-hmm. you maybe don't make that much money i mean you look at somebody like uh we talked to Lori who was mm-hmm. one of the millionaires she didn't own her own business that was the one thing i mean she does now but she didn't become a millionaire by um starting her own business. She worked, No, she, she was worked. just really a disciplined investor. Yeah, she worked and she worked a, you know, I would say a fairly normal job. Invested a lot and invested. Spent a little and rich. Yeah, millionaire. Boom. And the thing is like with stuff like Betterment it's so easy. Oh, now. I mean, yeah. I mean, you're, back you're in the day up. I could understand like if you're like 40 now and you, you didn't have the stuff that we have now. Oh, for sure. But, Technology is is a godsend. And it actually might be one of the lessons I learned, but I haven't I haven't uh, <laughs> skipped ahead. But I number six 
is I don't need everything. I used to be a very compulsive buyer. And now I don't buy anything at all. Or I buy so, very, very little. Like like material things. What changed? Like why, why, why did your mindset change? My mindset changed because I changed my job. So I used to work. You made money. You worked 40 hours a week. You come home. You're, you hate your job or whatever. What else do you do? You know, you buy stuff. It's like therapeutic, yeah. Yeah, and I and my friend is very uh, materialistic, and I don't mind saying that because he, he, he knows he is. The boat and he, dude? And, yeah, and he was my best friend. And that's where I learned. I mean, not that we learned. We kind of came up together, so it's not his mm. fault or my fault. It's just the way we were, and, you know, I changed. But but I'm, I changed like a year ago. I'm not saying, you know, it wasn't like, you know, he, he could still change as well. No man left behind, dude. Got to uh, got to bring him over to the. No, I think he's content. He's fine. And he makes money, you know. You have to I, show him the light, though. Yeah, but I don't make that much. I don't make as much money as he does. So I was forced to reevaluate the way my brain worked mm. to compensate. But I wish I didn't have to like do that. I wish I could have reevaluate it while I had money because I would have been like way rich. I remember I wish- you explained he was like so stressed because he has like debt and all these expenses. Uh, not and, like, debt, he- not debt. <clears throat> no, he's not, uh, no, not stress from that. Not stress, not money stress, job stress. It's different. Mm. It's, it's, it is different. Uh, I don't have job stress, but I did buy a lot of stuff. I mean, I, I always tell the story when I was, when I first had a job, when I was 13 years old, we mm-hmm. both got paychecks. They were $70 paychecks because we only worked the weekends. But $70 to a 13-year-old kid is a lot of money. And <laughs> Isn't it technically illegal to work at yes, 13? Yes, it is. I don't understand. It's like I, child labor laws. Here's the thing. I, my my anic- not anecdote, I guess. My, my joke is I've been working since I was 13, sans child labor laws, because I don't know how I was getting a paycheck at that age, but I, I absolutely was. Hmm. And we would uh, take the paycheck. Our parents would drive us to Walmart, and we would buy a ridiculous amount of cap guns. That's and, awesome. And and whatever else we could afford for $70. Gum, hot dogs at Walmart. I mean, they had a little food court. We spent a lot of money at Walmart when we were kids. I don't have any of those cap guns anymore, and they are they don't mean anything to me besides the fact that I can tell that story right now. That's as much value as they have. So, you know, I don't need a new car every two years. I don't need... What about know, a new iPhone every two years? I don't need that either. I I used to be that way, dude. I used to get a new iPhone every time it comes out. Now I wait. I was going to say, now you wait? Uh, which which phone do you have? I have the iPhone 5S, but that's because I lost <laughs> my 5. Otherwise, I would have not gotten the 5S. L- likely story. Likely story. I left it in a cab in Washington, D.C., so that's my so, fault for being drunk and not being responsible for where my phone was and then getting punched in the face that night. So, <laughs> uh, no, I want to move on. Number seven, staying home is okay. I still have a pro. I still struggle with this, but because, because like you're by yourself or what do you mean? Like why, why do you struggle with it? I, I, I understand you're saying cause you save like a lot of money. Yeah. I save a lot of money. Uh, it's okay. There's plenty of things to do at your own house. You know, mm-hmm. there's the internet, which is an endless supply of entertainment. 
<laughs> there's books you could read, which I've been get heavily getting into recently, which have been occupying a lot of my time, which I'm enjoying. Uh, you could walk, which is not exactly staying home, but mm-hmm. you could uh, invite your friends over. I used to make like these epic dinners for my friends, which is expensive if you you know make re- like lobster and but I don't I didn't do that. But just make dinner, have your friends bring like beer over. That's a really good night, and it's super cheap. Yeah. So that was sort of like I loved doing that. Especially I, if the booze comes free. You just cook and supply the food. And, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I loved it. Or like, you know, everyone comes over, you order a couple pizzas, you drink a ton of beer, you watch movies or you whatever. I didn't play video games, but like you play board games or card games, like drinking games. Dude, so much fun and super cheap. Staying home is okay. And I learned that when I got my condo and I really didn't have enough money to go out all the time. I learned that staying home is not that bad. And and even now, I stay home for the most part. Not because I don't want to go out. I absolutely do want to go out. But – and I have the money to go out. It's just I sometimes I'd like – staying home. like I said, staying home is okay. I, I, I'm very I do much miss like it though. That. I get I mean, like weird though. I, I get these bouts of where I'm like, oh, I want to go out. I have to go out tonight. Like I, I don't care. I'll call like somebody I haven't talked to in 15 years. Let's go out tonight. <laughs> you know, but that's – Does I, that ever work? Yeah, you'd be surprised. Hmm. Is it ever a good night if you haven't seen them in 15 it's, years? Yeah, yeah, because it's yeah. interesting, you know? I've done it occasionally. It rarely. I'd but... say it's occasionally good, yeah. Here's uh, number eight. I thought I was going to get a lot of shit for this one. Education is key. Books, not college. I like that one. I I went to college, learned a lot. I use very little to almost none day to day. Everything I learned was on the job or on my own. And uh, yeah, it definitely makes me wonder if I got started earlier or like took just, the money for college and just invested it, you know. Or uh, if Linda existed when you were going to college, which mm. it may have, I don't know. But true, I learned a lot not going to college. And I... I mean, I, I learn a lot because I watch documentaries, I read books, I learned how to design a web, like design websites, and I did not go to college for that. And I would, and I would bet that I am that I could teach a college course on website design with my current skill. Without I think any, you, could. you think I could? Yeah, I think you could. Like teach the fundamentals of website design for like guys who are. I think you could do like UI stuff. Yeah, I think that's you could what I do. Mean. Yeah, like. Basic code, not like super deep because otherwise it's, the coding classes are all code. You know what I mean? Right. But I do a lot of code. I mean, oh, you I do, do do a lot of code. Straight yeah. Co- straight code. But I mean, everything I do is code. But I mean, you mean like programming languages as in like Python and. Yeah. And so, and so the thing is like you go to a coding class and they're just teaching you. It's like it's like going to a math class. There's like really this is how you do it. You know, you can approach a problem multiple ways. But I think like. The, the art aspect mm-hmm. is like in UI design because it has to it, – it's not just like you do it like this mm-hmm. and that's a syntax error. I you mean, know, it's what – I'm, What I'm saying here is, is that I learned more being – I learned more by reading and being excited about it and actually working on projects myself than I think I would have paying $50,000 to go to college for. 
I mean, it's easy to pay fifty thousand dollars and be physically present, dude. But if I mentally had fi- absent, if I had fifty thousand dollars to educate myself, I would be like Matt Damon in Goodwill Hunting. I would read every <laughs> book in the world. I mean, fifty thousand dollars could buy you a lot of goddamn books, and it could also buy you a lot of online courses, a lot of video courses. You could learn so much for fifty thousand yeah. dollars, and you don't have to stay in a dorm. And you don't have to drink beer on the weekends at frat houses. and you, But you could. But you could, I guess. Uh, you don't have to wake up super early for classes. And you can still work. A normal job. I, that's how I felt. That's how I feel. Uh, the only problem is getting a job is very hard if you don't have a degree. I've yes. never had that issue, but I know people who have. Some, you know, I, I cannot get a job at Comcast. Because I do not have a degree, and I cannot get a job at a state college. Because we, I, my brother's like, well, you should get a job at the state college because we're hiring for, you know, website designer. But you don't have a degree, so they won't even look at your resume. Okay, <laughs> well, they're lost. They're just going to hire somebody that's maybe not as good or whoever. Mm. Not to toot my own horn or anything, because I'm not. But I kind of am. <laughs> Number nine, and I still have this problem, and you will attest to this, but it's mm. just, I learned it. I just still have the problem. Don't be afraid to ask for money. So Not uh, just like a handout in the street. So what do you mean? I don't even know how I can attest to this. Remember when my boss, old boss, asked me, how much I would charge? Oh, okay. Yeah. And, you. I, and I super like lowballed myself. Because I'm See, afraid to say someone's big like, numbers. I have this like month long project. It's mm-hmm. gonna be about something really boring, and you're like, yeah, I'll do it for like a hundred bucks. And I'm like, no, what are you doing? I know people that get upset when they don't get their checks on time at work. Mm. Did you, you ever have that? Did you ever then not get your check on time? No, dude. Like, okay, it happens in the small business world. Mm. I've had I've had a uh, a week when like my boss couldn't afford to pay everybody in the company, so we had to push it back a week. Whoa. And I'm not one to get mad. I'll just be like, well, whatever. But people were livid. Well, because people need it and shit. And I'm not even, you know, not even needing it, but the idea of you deserve it because you worked. I never had that mentality. Like, I deserve overtime because I, or not even deserve to be paid for the time that I put in. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, some people they get a, you know they get a promotion and they don't get a raise, and I'm like, well, that's not really a promotion. You just got more responsibility thrown on your plate. Don't be go ask for more money, but they're afraid to. I would be one of those people if somebody if my boss. I know afraid to ask for more. I know I would be. I know oh, I dude, would. Dude, that's be. like my thing. I'll sit them down and be like, this is what I need. I know that I would be the guy who they're like, we're gonna give you a promotion. I'm like, oh sweet. Yeah, you're going to be doing this. You're going to have seven people underneath you. Great. Cool. How much have they been getting paying? Well, we can't pay you right now, but maybe, you know, in the future. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. <laughs> that's, how, that's how I would be. I wouldn't be the guy that says, no, I'm going to stay right where I am until you can pay me more money for that responsibility. Mm. I'm, I, I would not be that guy is what I'm saying. Although I learned the lesson. So maybe if I did have a – I mean, I don't know. So, so you think now, um, if they didn't offer to you or didn't even bring up pay, like you would, you'd stop them. I don't know. Now that I know it, now that it's like part of ingrained in me now, 
mm. not to be afraid to ask for money that you deserve. N- n- no, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. It's also hard because when like raises and bonuses come along, it's already so decided and budgeted. Like it's rarely space for. Yeah. Number ten is uh, <laughs> job security is a myth, except for teachers. Mm. <laughs> I had to. Ri- I had to. I have to rib teachers now and again. After being uh, in the center of like the whole bust shit, dude, that that was the biggest thing I've learned like in the past since I've been working. Yeah, your job is not secure. It is like so not secure. Yeah. So, I like the idea of like being the idea of being nimble. Here's the thing: if you collect a bunch of crap, if you just buy a bunch of stuff, and I'm writing an article about this, mm-hmm. just like the the problem with stuff. You collect all this stuff and you make payments and all this stuff. You are in a very bad position because that job could go out from under you at any time and you are screwed. You Mm. know what I mean? When that income stops flowing and especially if you only have one income stream, right? And it's your job. Yeah. And and this is true for a lot of people, I'm sure. I mean, I'm not – I don't know many people that have multiple income streams. But it's important that you sh- that you do have multiple income streams because you have all this stuff. I'm pay- like, even me, I'm paying for this. Could happen to me, even though I have multiple income streams. But if they all say were to close at one time, I have still have a car payment. I still have to pay my brother. Uh, but that's only two things, so it's not too bad. And I could sell my car and I can move into my parents' house. I have a backup plan. But what about the guy who owns, pays, makes payment on a boat? He has uh, maybe his wife's wedding ring that he paid for in, you know, he has a, a car, he has a, a mortgage, he has all of these things piling up and he just keeps buying and buying and buying and buying. All of a sudden job gets wiped out from underneath you. What are you supposed to do? Screwed. Like you're, you're, you're in like so a panic screwed, state. Which is yeah. why I'm, I'm, I like the idea of the, of the minimalist approach to things, but it's not for everybody. I understand that. But man, when you have a lot less to worry about and a lot less riding on your job, it becomes a lot like easier to say no to stuff at your work because what ha- you know you don't really it's not really that big of a deal. Yeah. So maybe the sen- maybe I'm, what I'm going towards is you're afraid to ask for more money when you get promoted because you're afraid to lose your job. And if you're afraid to lose your job, it's because you know that if you lose your job, you have a lot of shit you got to pay for. And you're going to be screwed. But imagine you didn't have all that stuff, right? You had a few things. And, I mean, the family is one thing. But, I mean, just the the amount of crap that, like, people, like, accumulate. And then it becomes harder to move. You oh, can't it's be, insane, You dude. can't be agile with all that stuff. That's it why was, I like the small apartments in, like, the New York area. Like, you can't even have – like, dude, I can't have more than, like, eight rolls of toilet paper or – Whatever my house, it's, mm-hmm. it's too small. Number eleven, I have is owning a home is not for everybody, and that's mm-hmm. clearly it was clearly not for me. I tried it; I still have it, unfortunately, but it is clearly not for me. And I'll on it for a few reasons. Um, I'm not a home like owner type of guy. I'm not a fixer upper kind of guy. I like I can fix right. things, but I'm not like I'm not. I don't know if I would consider myself handy. I mean, I know what tools are, but uh, it's like I don't want to be that guy. You know, I'd rather put my talent towards something else. I'm more of a creative than I am a just like a 
screw this into the wall and make a thing, but right, right, uh, or fix a thing. So if I may, I can make stuff. I like making things, but to fix like a wall outlet, I can do it. I'm just not going to have fun doing it. Uh, not only that, but I being like the reason I say owning a home is not for everybody is because for me, being single with no dependents, I can move around. I can jump from place to place if I need to. I don't need all this space because I don't want to clean it. You don't realize like, oh, I want this big ass house. Great. Who's going to clean it? It sucks. Cleaning sucks Mm. uh, (laughs) for me. It's just owning a home, you know, fixing things when they're broken, doing yard work, paying property taxes, you know, knowing that you need to sell it at some point. So for me, you don't have to sell it. You don't. But for me, that's that was it. You know, I I knew I wasn't going to stay in one place. However, if you have a family, you plan on staying in there, you plan on putting your kids in the school system, it might be for you. Mm. But but what I learned is that it's not for everybody. So it's you you can't just go to everybody and say, you're an idiot for not owning a home. You're throwing your money away by renting. That's kind of bullshit. Oh, it is. Oftentimes, your money will grow faster in the stock market. So it's not like home is... After 2008, home hasn't been a great investment. No, it hasn't. And I, w- I don't know. If he, I don't even know if before that it was. I think what, people have this illusion that it is because think about there, there was a time when it was. Yeah, but and think they, about they this. Still think. Think yeah. about this. You bought your home in 1960, let's say, mm. and you sold it. You're like, oh, I sold it for a profit. This is great. You know, you know, 45 years later or whatever. Uh, yeah, but think about how much money you put into that home between in those 45 years. I True. guarantee you that it's pretty damn close to what you sold it for. And the thing is, like, if you hold it for thirty years and say the home goes from three hundred thousand to five hundred thousand, you have to divide that two hundred thousand over thirty years, and you could have killed it with the stock market. St- killed it. Yeah. So two hundred thousand is a lot, but relative, it's not I, real. And just like the stock market, it could have crashed at any point. Mm, you know, true. your home could burn down. Boom, like that. Yeah. I used to work you, in the restoration industry. You could have got industry. this beautiful home in, in Denver and then and find out it's no boom. longer a city. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's – I mean that's like a, a worry, a worrisome kind of thought, but it's true. Mm. Number 12, build an emergency fund for peace of mind. So that was – That should be like number one, dude. <laughs> That, that's how you go to your boss and you're like, I need more money because you have your money packed away. So if you lose your job, well, whatever. You'll yeah. enjoy some vacation. I mean, I, 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 what I did, the way I built my emergency fund, which is mm. not four months of, you know, or six months of what I needed to live, it was, I think I, I, think I got up to like 2,500. But mm. just having that was like, oh, oh okay, I'm, I'm cool. And in case like something happens, like I'm okay. Right? Yeah. And the way I did it was it's fifty dollars every every paycheck, so it was like fifty dollars every other week, and that's it how adds it, up. It adds up. You don't realize it, but it does. It took a couple years, but and then the more I could afford, the more I put into it, and then I was like, oh wow! And I, it was like it came out automatically. I use Ally, came out just you know didn't have to think about it, and then I had this money sitting there, never touched it until I moved some of it out and put it into Betterment. And now I, st- I still have $1,000 sitting in there that makes like a dollar every month or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> it's it's nothing. But just having that 
I, it was like, oh, I can save. This isn't that difficult. And now I have like, if just knowing that if that it's sitting there, if anything were to happen, it's like I could tap into that. Not a big deal. That simple act of it being in existence in an account is it relieves a lot of stress. It really does. I was going to say, like, you literally must live longer. Just because of the <laughs> stress of reduction. The, right. It's like people who own a dog. You know, it's like it's a, owning a dog is a stress re- reliever, yeah. you know, uh, except when they shit in the carpets. And that could be it. That's <laughs> maybe stressful, but whatever. Number 13 is junk mail is junk. Go on. Uh, I really don't. I mean. You say you really don't know? Like, you, you I would wrote get, it. Like, here's the idea. <laughs> I would get this thing called the Clipper Magazine. You know the Clipper Magazine is? Yeah. Do you guys have it up in North Jersey? It's not everywhere, I don't think. But it's basically a magazine. It's not really a magazine. It's just a booklet that I would get. circular or something. Yeah, that you would get every month filled with coupons for things. So you would save it because you're like, oh, my God, it's just filled with so much value. But no, you don't need anything in that booklet (laughs) at all. You don't. You don't need everything that's on sale in the circular for Acme when it comes through the mail. You don't need that shit. You only need what you need, but you end up using – and this is why I have such a problem with couponing. And I, But even though I want to talk to somebody about couponing because I want to be proven wrong, but if I don't need cans of Chef Boyardee in my house, then why should I go buy Chef Boyardee just because it's on sale for $1? That's ludicrous. It is. And that's sort of like this, this junk mail. These It's all ads. It's, you know, the credit card offers that come in the mail. It's like, you know how many, you know how many freaking credit card offers I get in the mail? Oh, dude, all the time. It's I'm ridiculous. Sure. Yeah. And if I signed up for every one of those, that's insane. I would have a ton of credit, but <laughs> I would also have probably pretty shitty credit too. I don't know if, the, if having too much credit is a bad thing. Mm. But it's like, they, it, it's just, uh, it's just bad. I think junk mail is like the it's junk mail is as bad as spam. It's like the worst thing ever, mm. and that's how I got all my credit cards. That's why I say it. Just through the mail, you're like, ah, don't mind if I do. When I yeah, when I got when I was 18 years old, the credit card companies was like, oh, they have me on file because of this is America and everybody's on file, and they sent me a credit card offer, and I'm like, cool, 500 bucks. I'll oh, take it. Wait, they gave you five hundred bucks? That was the credit card. The first credit card I ever had was a five hundred dollar oh, credit. Oh, limit. limit. Yeah. Oh, but they didn't give you anything. They gave me a credit card offer in the mail that I signed up for, sent back in, or called or whatever. See, got a credit card, didn't know how to use it, screwed my credit up for his, my entire uh, my adolescent life until I was like what twenty eight. Damn. And all you got was that damn. You didn't even get a damn T-shirt. Oh, I, yeah, I didn't get this lousy t- T-shirt. I didn't. I, I at least got a frisbee when I signed up for my first one. It's bullshit. <laughs> you should call them up and say you are, or they owe you a T-shirt. Everyone owes me a T-shirt. All the banks do. At least, <laughs> at least they could do. Mm. Number fourteen is bad habits are killing you. Literally. Do you need me to explain this one? Like, uh, are you are you like implying like smoking stuff I, like that? I am, I am. Bad, eating bad food. So let's, let's see. Uh-huh. Wait, I'm gonna see if, if I can guess. Uh-huh. Wait, what do you say? Oh, go ahead. What are you gonna guess? I was gonna guess all of your ones because you're the the food thing. Yes, for sure. The the smoking thing. Uh huh. 
the over drinking uh-huh. thing. Yeah. Overspending, obviously. Uh-huh. But uh, am I missing any uh, Matt? Bad habits? Yeah. Uh, no, nah, that's about it. I mean, habits that are killing me? Because, I mean, I have. Well, I mean, a- you, you, you tied up your whole, like, you tightened up your whole thing. Yeah. Like you well, were smoking. I you were to, like, I smoke, all that stuff. Yeah, I used yeah. to smoke cigarettes from when I was uh, 17 ish, 16, 17? No. Yeah. No, 17. Uh, sophomore year, high school. Oh, okay. Smoked cigarettes because I uh, joined the Cool Kid Club. The the plays, <laughs> actually, no, like the musical theater, and everybody in musical theater smoked. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I know. Uh, and yeah, so I smoked a lot of cigarettes, and I quit when I was twenty five, so five years ago. Hmm. Um, I have not had a cigarette in a very very long time, even though I quit. I was able to keep a pack of cigarettes like on my coffee table and only smoked when I drank, which was uh, periodically. Like I wasn't uh, an everyday drinker, just like every you know weekend, maybe a random Thursday. Right, right. And I would have like one cigarette a night until I was like 27, 28, and then I quit altogether. So I have not had a cigarette in probably like a year, in one year, yeah. Hmm. About, I mean, maybe I had one on occasion, but very, very, very occasionally. I don't like them. Like I, I now, if someone, you know, if I'm like drinking and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll try a cigarette. Yeah, give me one of them. I'll oh, they sm- generally suck. Like, I'll yeah. smoke it and I'll get like two puffs in, and I'm like, I don't. This is I did it at your house. Yeah, remember I bummed the cigarette. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I don't like this. What is? I don't like it. No, 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 no. And I just throw it out the window. You're like, yeah, you can throw it out because <laughs> it just tastes that bad to me now. So, so I'd quit, and I'm getting pulled back in. I have to like, yeah. reassert the. Uh, just use the money. Use money and health. It's just I, I did it like, I, I just I got mad at the cigarette companies. I got mad at like the corporations. Well, it, it's like it looks dumb now because it, it everyone does. knows like it's just yeah, it's you, mad it, expensive, especially in the city. And yeah. do you know what I? You know how I kind of like forced myself plus to quit. Dollars here. How did you do it? I I, uh, I did it cold turkey, so I didn't have like gum or patches or anything like that. I didn't, I didn't do any of that. I didn't even do the e-cigarette thing at the time. Uh, I did. I hated people. You hated so, people. Yeah, that's how I did it. I would force myself to hate on people who smoked. So I would, I, this sounds wrong, but it, it was psychological and it worked. And I would see somebody smoking in their car and I go, oh, how could they, oh, what a, oh, how could they stand that? Ugh. Oh my God, they're going to smell all day. Or like if I saw someone smoking around their kids, I would get like angry at them. And I'm like, oh, kill me if I'm ever like that. And I would force myself to think that way. And now it, and it like embedded this stigma on me that, this is like a disgusting, horrible thing to do around anybody because you're ki- you're not just killing yourself. You're do you're harming other people around you, which is really fucked up. I mean, quite frankly, yeah. You know, I I didn't realize when I was smoking that the the smell. Factor. Oh, it's so bad. But then when dude. you stop smoking, then you're like, whoa. Yeah. I mean, just if someone was in the elevator and you didn't even see them leave, they're on like a floor before you. Not it's, to mention that I know in New York, it's like what's it like fifteen dollars for a pack of cigarettes now? It's mad expensive. It's ridiculous, yeah. and it's and it's ridiculous here here in South Jersey. It's like ten dollars now, I think. Mm. But uh, that is a th- is like it's killing you. The drinking is killing me. Even though I'm drinking wine right now, it is it's it. 
Well, they say one glass of alcohol a day is actually healthy. You know, and and I hear people make that argument all the time. It's like a scientific, there was like research and shit. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. I don't know if I'm on board. Even though I, as much as I love alcohol and I love drinking. I don't know what to say, like antioxidants or whatever the thing is. Well, that's wine. Yeah, uh, sure. But, uh, well, I mean, that's what you're drinking. But it is a poison. So, you know, it. It's it's natural, but you know they clean it clears out your bloodstream or whatever the, whatever the argument is. I, you know, I'm still skeptical of it because you know who's putting the money behind that. <laughs> you know what I mean? You ne- like all that scientific research, like somebody's funding the research. You wonder who it. You don't know who it is. You know, I mean, at one point cigarettes were okay. You know, true. So, and and you know and you know that. Sometimes coffee's good for you. Then other times it's bad for you. Then sometimes coffee's good for you. Then other times it's bad for you. Same with eggs. Eggs are loaded with cholesterol. You should eat eggs every day. It's like there's you just you never know. It's like so I, I but I do think drinking is bad. It I mean it not only just the unhealthiness of whatever it's doing to your liver, but I mean driving or just doing like irresponsible crap because you're just inebriated. I mean the yeah. irresponsibleness of it. I mean I went through that this weekend. Like very, we did very dangerous things under the influence. Not driving, boating, danger. Well, danger no, okay. boating. But the person who was yes, shit. but the person who was driving the boat was not intoxicated. So it was the people on the boat acting a fool and dancing and jumping on the logs. And yeah, this is. Just, I'm not going to go into detail about it. Maybe I will one day. Uh, it's just not that interesting of a story, really. But yeah, it's bad. Hangovers, uh, beer. Beer and alcohol also has a ton of empty calories, which is mm. adds to your weight, which is also not good for you. That was one of the things that I changed about. I changed the way I ate. Uh, I I really don't exercise that much, but yeah, doing that is in, is like that's I'm healthy. I don't and you know when you're healthy, you don't spend. I don't I don't take any medications. I'm not right at the moment. Okay. I uh, I don't go to the doctor. Go, I don't go to the doctors ever. I avoid them at all that, costs. That's one of your healthy habits, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, it, you could argue that I'm healthy, so I don't have to go to the doctor. Or you're healthy because you don't know. About your or problems. that too. Yeah, but also you know whatever. I guess there's two again. There's two ways of looking at everything. Uh, but yeah. So I I just yeah bad habits are killing you literally. Number fifteen. This is going to get some people angry. Choose your friends wisely. (laughs) I like that one. Yeah, I Uh, do too. I've had two uh, jettison people all all times in life. Good work. High school, college. Yeah. Yeah. After the first job, second job. I've had to do it too. Um, But the way I did that were people jettisoned me. So, really? Yeah. Yeah. How, so how come? Like, well, what in, you some doing cases, was, uh... in some cases. Mostly women. <laughs> so <laughs> I've had ex-girlfriends <laughs> that are like, I can't talk to you anymore. I'm like, okay. Or or I would make the decision like, I am not coming around. Like you were, you know, people are, I, I can, I like I said, I put these people in two lists. They're either toxic or they're fine. And, you know, I still hang out with some toxic people. It's fine. Uh, so but I really limit, should. Uh, I, I, you know, what? I really want to move and and surround myself with a a, a new group of people who are more on a long, uh, more like me, who mm-hmm. value the things that I value. 
because I, I don't know many people that value what I value right? in general, in life. There's a beautiful city outside my window. There is. It's a very big one, too. There's a lot of people in mm. it. I wonder if they value what I value. Uh, it depends what village you go to. What, but, what yes. I, I mean, I think you need to take an inventory of who you surround yourself with because uh, there's a, a quote. You are the product of the five people you spend your time with. And that could not be more true. I was... I absolutely believe that. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And I'm easily influenced. So like I need to be like vigilant about not having bad people in my zone cuz yeah, and I and I'm going to stay surround yourself with the people that truly make you happy. And speaking of happy, mm-hmm. number 16, do what makes you happy. Now for some, that's like follow your dreams. <laughs> follow your dreams. <laughs> you know, you hear that all the time. And you're like, "It's easy for you to say." You know? And yeah. yes, I get it. But well, it's actually easy for you to say. It's easy for you to say, because uh, yeah, yeah, I know that that's doing nothing. Look, here's the thing. I want this podcast to not only be, and I talked to Candace about this. Mm. I don't want this podcast only to be about money and the the intricacies of balancing the checkbook and investing. I also want to dive a little bit more into being an overall well-rounded individual because I think money is a huge part of that. Well, that's I think it's a difference between being rich and being wealthy. I agree. Being so, wealthy is having time. Think about it this doing way. Doing things that you like to do. I was actually on a podcast uh, and I'm I'll I'll plug it because it's a great idea. It's uh, called Founder Health and I think I mentioned it before because I mm-hmm. think uh, I mentioned I don't think on the show though. I did, yeah, cuz mm-hmm. Will uh, Will's one that interviewed me. He's the guy that runs the show. And uh, I did mention it before, but I'm on a podcast and I told him on the podcast that I'm, if, if I could do what I'm doing right now for the rest of my life, for the rest of my life, I don't care if I make $25,000 a year. I can, I wake up when I want to. This, I'm, this is, I know I'm going into this like uh, how I feel, but I wake up when I want to. I go to bed when I want to because uh, I don't have to wake up for my job. I don't have an alarm clock going off in my ear. Uh, right. I can take breaks when I want to. So if I am tired on the computer, I can walk somewhere without at my boss saying, where are you going? You know, I can <laughs> go outside and take a walk around the block for an hour if I want to. You know, I can. Mm. I don't have to go out with a bunch of uh, buddies from work because I'm, I'm being pressured into it. I don't I, – whatever the you, – you know, the normal thing. Yeah. This freedom I have. I don't I don't care if for the rest of my life I make twenty five thousand dollars. I really don't. A year. I really don't. Mm. As long as I can be stress free, like I am, and not have I mean, like I don't I don't have I mean some people aren't stressed at work and that's great. And if you love what you do, awesome. Continue doing it. I did not love what I did for so long. I did not love what I did for so long. It's not really a sentence, but I, uh, yeah, I, I think I'm not, I don't think I'm far off by saying doing what makes you happy is, is hard to do. No, it should be like, it doesn't have to star. be, yeah, it doesn't have to be like, you know, I, I also, I, I've dreamt of being a rock star and I've dreamt of being a Hollywood actor. Okay. And yes, they would be follow your dreams. Although what I don't movies know, were you in, I wasn't in anything. I'm just saying I dreamt of it. You, you just were a star. No, I be- dreamt of being one. 
These are dreams. Yeah, no, I know. So like, I didn't you know, follow. You, I didn't follow them. I did try to be a rock star though, really hard. I did. And uh, it, uh, what it happened? Obviously, did not pan out. I did. No, no one would like listen. Or I did open for some pretty kind of big acts. I opened for Ten Years and Project Eighty Six and Hellstorm, so kind of big. I never heard of them. <laughs> yeah, well, they're important. Speaking of important, I'm the Segway King, by the way. Hobbies are important. Being a rock star, playing an instrument—that's my hobby. Mm. Uh, brewing beer is my hobby. Snowboarding is my hobby. Uh, these are all things that I think are super important. Watching TV is not a hobby. No, (laughs) it's not. Even though we mentioned it could be a hobby if you make money from it. Uh, but it's not, my brother doesn't stare at the TV all day and make money from it. But, uh, you know, exercising, snowboarding, homebrewing, writing, any activity that engages your mind and makes better use of your time is a hobby. And I think it's important to do, to have one, to pick one, to find one. If you don't have one, find one. It could be writing. It could be something simple. What's your hobby? Um, side project coding ish. Coding uh, is is a is a hobby if you do it for fun. So we've been we've been going camping, I like that. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Camping's a hobby. Yeah. Sure. I like drinking. Uh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like more like act. Uh, the word hobby. Like, do you do model trains? Do you collect uh, – do you play Magic the Gathering? Do you mm, collect I used books? to. I used to play Magic the Gathering. I used to play Pogs. I used to pl- collect baseball cards. And I'm asking if you do these things now. No, no. I'm actually – Do you play uh, any instruments? I, I think my hobbies are wife and podcast. <laughs> I don't know if wife is ho- – wifing? I don't know if that's a hobby. Well, I, I work. What about sports? Do you play basketball? Do you, you know, uh, I used to play soccer, and okay. I used to do like a little volleyball. And actually, I I took tennis lessons in the city. I used to play. What and, about like us joining a softball team or something? Yeah, no. Video games is a hobby. Oh yeah, well, I play a ton of video games. So. It's a hobby. As much as I would argue that it might not be, but it is. Hey, a hobby. you you heard of Twitch, right? No, I've never heard of Twitch. Twitch.com? No, I don't know what that is. So uh, if, if you look at the sites in the U.S. that get the most traffic, it is Netflix with 30% of the U.S. traffic. Then it's like Facebook, Hulu, Twitch. Really? And then uh, – I'm sorry. Not, and that's, no, no. It's uh, uh, Netflix, Google, Hulu, Twitch, Facebook. So it's what? actually more than Facebook. Twitch is – uh, like live streaming of gamers playing games. What? So you want to watch someone play How StarCraft? Do you, is this Twitch.com? Uh, yeah. And so interestingly, um, there there's like a really big game. It's called uh, League of Legends. It's hugely uh, popular. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, wait a minute. I'm, I just typed in Twitch.com. All right, so it's not – how do yes, you spell it? T-W-I-T-C-H. T-W-I-T-C-H. Oh, I'm sorry. I did it wrong. Yeah, that – yeah, that's it. Uh, uh, no, that's no. Sorry, sorry. My the the wine is uh, full blown. Twitch TV. Yes, yes. Ah, uh, Twitch TV. There we go. Good lord. But dude, check this out. So, uh, there's this game, League of Legends. That's like pretty popular. Oh my and, god. And uh, 
15 million people tuned in to watch the uh, Major League Baseball. I did uh, hear about this on uh, Bryant Gumble World Real Series. Yeah, yeah, 30 million people tuned in for the, the finale of League of Legends, like the championship. Look, I'm not saying video gaming or gaming. What do they call it? Gaming? I, I don't, mm. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm not saying it's not a hobby. I am not personally into it. People are v- super VGing. into it. That's other. It, 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 dude, it, it absolutely occupies your mind. It requires mm. your mind to work. It requires uh, motor skills. I'm all about it. I just am not a game person. That's all. Mm. Like, like to me, snowboarding isn't a game. It's just going down a hill. You know, there's no right. game involved. There's no competition, and I don't like. I'm not a fan of competition in general. You're not a fan of competition. I don't. I competition is not a thing to me. I, I don't need to compete with people for things. Oh, I mean, I enjoy competition. I yeah, like, I know I, people. I don't. I don't. I'm like a hyper competitive. Yeah. Yeah. See, like I, uh, I always, whenever I go out drinking, they're like, "Oh, let's play, uh, let's play asshole." I'm like, "Eh." Like, "Oh, let's play flip cup. Let's play beer pong." I'm like, "Let's play drink the beer and talk about stuff. Let's play that game. I'm good at just drinking the beer. That's a good game." I get so angry because I'm like, I don't want to make it a game. I just want to drink it. It's not a game. Consuming this consumption. Ah, uh, dude, flip cup, man. I hate, that that I can get. Hate, br- I freaking hate flip cup. I can get brutally competitive. I, I'm pretty good at it too. I I'm good at beer pong. I still don't. I mean, I I'll play it because mm. whatever. It's it's a time waster. But I don't like. I'd rather just sit sit around a campfire and drink beer and do and not play a, a game. But that's just me. And speaking of games and having competition. I was going to say speaking of campfire, but but you tell me. Number 18, to wrap things up, is you are your own worst enemy. Mm. No one is more critical of you than you. I, I actually, if- yeah, I agree. And I, I want to read what I wrote. I have not read this in however long I wrote it this ago. But I want to read it just because. And then we're cool. going to wrap things up if you don't mind. Yeah, Because it's absolutely. like 54 minutes we were already, the clock is... It's gonna we, be an hour long. We've been talking ep- on this for fifty four minutes. Hell yeah, dude! This is an hour long episode. Yeah, dude. The <laughs> wine and the philosophy of all this stuff. I can go. I don't doubt it, dude. It's the wine. So, uh, so tell us. All right. Tell us. I'm the, gonna uh, read it. I'm gonna read it and try to read it with the uh, wine goggles on. Yeah. The only thing that's holding you back from being wealthy is you. It's not the government or where you live. It's you. You need to quit blaming others. I know you have. I took it upon myself to be happy and wealthy, and so far I'm achieving that with the lessons I've learned over the years. I hate to say that it took me almost half a lifetime to learn. I think I'm old, by the way. But I'm glad I finally did. These are just the lessons I've learned, so I hope you can share some of them ones you've learned, whether you're broke or not. And then... Please share in the comments below. (laughs) (laughs) And then my call to action for people to share what they've learned in the comments below. And then then you just keep reading. Want more awesome? (laughs) Subscribe and get our latest creation. Let's stop reading. Let's stop reading. All right. That's it. I wanted to go out on a good note, and you turned it into... (laughs) Someone has to always take it down to to the lowest level. You just... You know, there's a line... And it's like, we, we could not cross it. And then Andrew just comes running from behind and smacks everybody in the back of the head like, fuck!
fuck it, I'm going for it. He just runs across <laughs> the line. No, nope. yeah. yeah, that's what you do. Just cross it every time. <laughs> that's your competitive nature, I guess. I don't know. But that's always it. testing the limits. Yeah, yeah, guys, guys, hey guys, thanks for hanging out with us today. And remember, if you have questions, we've got answers. So email us at listenmoneymatters at gmail dot com. Seriously, we want to hear from you guys. We've been getting a lot of great questions through the emails. Uh, and if you like the show, please leave us a review on iTunes. Oh, please leave us a review on iTunes because that is how we're going to beat Dave Ramsey together. Mm. <laughs> that That is it, it's the trek towards beating Ramsey. We are going to beat Dave Ramsey and Susie Orman and Jim Cramer ugh, together. Do you know why it's important that we do that, Andrew? Why? Because they're... They're washed up. They're old. They're from another decade. They're from another decade. This shows for the young, the future they, of America. They don't know any about country Betterment that, or Mint or those no. damn computers. These kids today with their floppy drives and fax machines and <laughs> newspaper and their and their Manila folders. Those damn pagers. What are these podcasts everyone's talking about? What's going on? <laughs> we don't, we don't, we need to beat these people. And uh, meanwhile, while I'm making all these jokes, I'm going into the iTunes for Listen Money Matters, and I'm going to read a review that we recently got from a listener, most recent. By the review. way, yeah. we're, we're uh, six spots ahead of Oprah. <gasps> We're coming for you, Oprah! Money channel. <laughs> Oprah's gonna teach us how to handle our money. She's like a billionaire. <laughs> like, okay. What you need to do is start a talk show back in 1980 and interview a lot of people, and you'll give make, everyone free cars. Yeah, give everyone free cars in your audience, and you will make a shit ton of money, and you will never have to worry about anything again except not having a husband. <laughs> Ooh, burn. Burn. Speaking Take of that, Oprah. Um so I'm going to read one just randomly. Actually, you know who I'm gonna read? Hmm. John Lee Dumas from Ooh. Entrepreneur on Fire. <laughs> he's he's so he's so great. John Lee Dumas has a podcast, one of the most popular podcasts in the business in the business section of iTunes. Uh, he was voted 2013 Best Business Podcast, I believe. Mm. And he wrote a review on our podcast, believe it or not. Money does matter, and so does this podcast. Matt and Andrew rock the mic with topics that matter and pack value punch with each episode. Love it, guys. Keep the fire burning. That was John Lee Dumas from EntrepreneurOnFire.com. Nice. Yeah, that was a good That was one. nice. Thank you, John. <laughs> Seriously, we appreciate it. Guys, leave a review because we need to beat them. Not John, but, you know, you know, Ramsey and Orman and Kramer. And Susie. Susie. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was saying the last names, but sure. Okay. Um, we always talk about mint. I talked about mint. I said mint is mint, right? Mm. <laughs> Pronouncing the T's. Um we wrote a book called Mastering Mint, which you can find at masteringmint.com. And if you enter the promo code podcast, you will get $5 off 
Off. Oh God. I gotta go, Andrew. The, the wine is. I'm drunk. <laughs> last but not least if you want to learn more about personal finance and money management we are always writing new articles and we're posting up new episodes although we're really not writing new articles but we're going to try and we're always posting up new episodes of this show at listenmoneymatters.com and if you want the show in particular it's listenmoneymatters.com slash show s-h-o-w so that's it thanks for hanging out with us again we look forward to the next episode Andrew, thanks for putting out with me with this one. Dude, always. Catch you later, man. Later, man.